0: Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. So so we we are day four day three into that day four into it. Um, and how are you as a, uh, as a detailer, how are you doing on, um, on, on the new, uh, <laughs> the new mandate that, uh, you must, uh, close. How's, uh, how's that going for you? We're doing okay. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: no, in all honesty, I mean, you know, any other detailer I'm nervous of everything there's been a lot of anxiety and you know different things happening um personally I'm just taking it day by day um you know falling back on the peer relationships I've built you know in the, in the community um you know like with Marty uh just uh, talk to other detailers hearing things that everybody's in the same boat just kind of trying to keep myself at ease and understanding there's different lifelines to use and ways to get out of this so we're doing all
0: right yeah all right well good uh are you thinking you know right now as you're you're in your mindset you got cars in there not working of course they're just in your shop uh yeah and uh once those come out uh have you do you have thoughts are there are you doing active marketing now
1: yeah so i'm not not nearly as heavy um so i have a large i don't know what other word to use it like a large bankroll of, of Photos that I've got, you know, just different marketing things that I've made. Um, I've used all my downtime ahead of time. And, you know, every time I have a cool car in the shop, I get a photographer to come up here and take pictures of it. And then I save those pictures and I may be able to post one or two. So right now I've got 659 pieces of content that I can post. So, you know, beforehand, I was actively saving that stuff up and trying to build a, a deck of content that I could run through. So I'm not burning through it right this second. I'm kind of waiting to see what happens with, you know, the stimulus package with, uh, you know, different uh, like small business loans and stuff like that. When I kind of start to see people getting some money, then I'll really start pushing hard. Um, I've run a couple, you know, percentages off and some different things and just leverage some other relationships I've had before. This, a ton of work right now. I'm being very selective in what I do, so not marketing an astronomical amount
0: okay uh so you mentioned uh, there's some basically some stuff that's rolling in organically then is that what you're saying or yep. are you saying it's all from these other relationships that you have how i mean you know these yeah. vehicles that are there how'd they get there yeah so so all the all, most of the vehicles
1: we're doing right now are from pre-existing relationships and things i've done in the past so um, you know, one, one relationship I have is with Exotic Motorsports um, and two other small dealer lots in town. Um, typically, you know, a lot of what I would, I would call myself like an independent detailer, right? I really work on paint corrections and coatings. That's what I love to do. Um, you know, in the high ticket sales, like those are the cool things that we love. But I also, as a business owner, understand that there still has to be other lines of revenue coming in of income or what you're going to be hurting. Uh, and so I've got, you know, dealership lots. Um, I've got um, you know, maintenance clients that we keep on hand, uh, you know, through our mobile service as well. Um, and then just customers that we have done right by over the years and taken really good care of them. So right now what's keeping us afloat is our dealership work. And so while, while most people didn't want to do the dealership work while well, they were getting coding money, you know, and, and all that we still took it and I hired extra people to make sure that that could happen because it pays my payroll every month. It keeps my electricity on. It did cover some little stuff, but now I've got dealers coming in left and right, dropping off cars, and they're keeping us, they're keeping our doors open right now. So it's it's hard to do when the other money's really good, but having a strategy for the long term is definitely the mindset everybody has to have now. Um, while it's not sexy to do some dealership cars, they pay. And those guys know that they pay. Like now people are understanding, crap, I should have been doing that. And now it's too late because I have the long-standing relationship. You know, we've always taken care of him for two years, you know, as long as I've been up here. So scrambling now to run into a dealership is is very
0: proactive and what i mean and and if yeah if they did they're probably going in with what they've told people they would never do right i mean they've known their worth their worth has always been determined by multi-layer coding brands telling them they have to get x amount right so they're going to go in knowing their worth and then they're going to go wait i can do it for x amount right because we really know what's going to happen. If they're really hungry, they're going to just try and oh shit! I don't want no, I can't do okay. But maybe hundred bucks. You really think that somebody would do that, or or yeah. has the guy told you? I mean, have people coming in trying to and cut you or what?
1: Yeah, yeah. So huh. I, you know, seeing all this unfold, I knew exactly where it was going to go because I've you know I've been around the dealership world long enough to understand how this kind of stuff works. You know, different economic falls. Uh, you know. Just there are always gonna be people that are gonna undercut you, and so you know my my way of doing things is just always taking really good care of people, not focusing on the price, saying like, hey, the quality and the relationship. You know, like, and that's what I've built everything on. Like, we'll sort the money out later. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose, so that now when people come in, you know, Joe Schmo comes in to undercut me at, at a dealership lot that I have. He thinks the most important thing is how cheap the job gets done. But what he doesn't know is that when we're there we take care of their lot wash when we walk around and maybe the you know the owner of the dealership's tending to a customer and we're waiting my direction is well great you start picking up trash around the dealership lot nobody's doing that and i did that when we were getting coatings well i had a, a ceramic coating waiting at the shop because it's the right thing to do to take care of people and not just when it's convenient for you and that's what now everybody's going to say hey it's convenient for me so now i want to take care of you And so I had those expectation-setting conversations with my dealership partners to say, hey, just so you know, here's what's going to happen. A lot of people are going to come out of the woodworks. Everybody's hungry. They're all going to want to eat. They're going to give you a very very pretty price, I promise. It's going to be way lower than what I'm doing them for. But the second this dries up or blows over or they get a little bit of money in their pocket, they're going to bounce. And then you're going to call me back, and I may not be available because I work on you know gratitude back and forth it's the same way you're not just gonna cut me tomorrow when they call me back next week if I've done a lot for you that's how that's how I operate and I let everybody know that up front like it's forever so um, you know that's that's not something I'm worried about if somebody does come in and, and somebody doesn't see the value that I've delivered over the last two years then that's not my loss that's theirs because they'll call
0: yeah yeah definitely so all right but Let's talk uh that's I mean Josh, kudos to you. Not everybody has built the business the way you have, and so what we're seeing yep. is a lot of shops that have built their business around a uh, a very frothy time, right We said it over and over yep. that it was the best time ever to be a detailer you you made decisions like working with dealerships instead of just doing corrections and coatings, even though that's what you really loved as a detailer. So you took a full business approach to it, right? We're now in a period unlike anything ever seen. So no one could have ever planned.
1: Hmm. Hold on. Hey, Josh. Give him one second. <laughs> we're going to add another
0: detailer after working.
1: here <laughs> Working on his personal
0: car. Yeah. All right. So we're in a spot that, right, nobody could have planned for something this catastrophic, right? So anybody that says they could have never could, right, never could have happened. But we could plan for recession type businesses, yep. which is what you did. We've talked over the past couple of years. You've spoken out, we've always talked about trying to make yourself recession proof. Okay? Yep. You did that through a lot of your marketing and the way you built your business. Like you said, people won't be able to go scramble in to get a dealership account now, but let's let's think their shoes for a moment. Okay, if I know I'm gonna come out this a little different, if I'm gonna survive. What should I, what sh- What maybe should I be doing now for marketing to to get me going, even though I fucked it all up just the past two, three years?
1: Yeah, I think, so, the, the first thing to me is, like, set your pride aside and don't, like, you're not better than anybody else. Yeah. You never will be, that, it, it just doesn't matter, man. You can't be too proud to do anything. Like, if stuff gets bad enough, Our plan B is to start, we're going to start cleaning windows, man. I can turn that on tomorrow. You know, we can offer a window cleaning service to businesses. Like, your marketing needs to not be to one specific service you offer. And I think that's where a lot of people found themselves in trouble is ads and posts and everything was about polishing and coatings. Some guys did details too, but like, you need to diversify the services you offer. Like, you know, can you offer glass repair? Can you learn a small skill like that that doesn't cost Glass repair. Oh, glass repair can pay pretty well if you lose everything you can stand on the corner and do windshield chip repair the 65 bucks a piece like it's not great money but i mean you know it's a divert it's diversifying your marketing strategy to say hey i can do glass repair i can do leather and interior repairs um you know different you know different audiences so not only just instagram or facebook but like where are you advertising with small local businesses? You know, I, I don't personally do it, but, you know, other businesses, if you walk into any small business in town, you can always ask them, hey, here's what I do. I'm Josh with Rad Detailing. I see you offer mechanical services. Can I drop my business card here?
0: I mean, yeah, make sure Most to take, people you know. say
1: absolutely. Yeah, and take some back and bring them back to your shop and people you'd actually recommend. Now, it's not – you don't want to just go to, like, the busy place in town. Like it has to be a heart move of you really have to recommend these people. So you have to know them because when things get tough, having a lot of small business owners in the same boat as you that that you've done. Right. And and so that's one way, you know, to diversify it is to have a lot of people out there. But also don't just target retail customers like where's your wholesale work at? Got to market to wholesale people, uh, dealership lots, as much as you can handle. Maybe you can only, I've got some lots that only give me three cars a week. And if most people can figure a way to work through three cars a week, you know, um, and having two or three of those, you know, now I'm at seven to, you know, 10 cars a week. If everything shuts down and car lots are still going, I've got some work. Um, There's city jobs you can bid on. There's, you can approach different kinds of uh, contracts like the Amazon. I'm staying away from that one right now, but it's pretty big, you know? that, That's all Rizid. I ain't going to Amazon
0: this year. But um,
1: but hopefully that makes sense is, you know, don't, don't market to one specific category or service and don't stick to one clientele base. You know, you can do a lot of different stuff as a detailer. You can clean trailers. You can clean boats. You know, you've got to get past just polishing and coating. So, I think it's going to be, partners
0: on it. it's going to be a long climb for many of us, man. It's going to be a tough go. Yeah. Uh, we don't know some stat- statistics is this going to last months and months. So, you know, thank you for your time today. Uh, let's get back in touch next week. I think we're going to have a lot more stuff to continually talk about. How can we now start marketing our own services out of a extremely difficult economy and, ha- you know, it's gonna be interesting to see who can do it and who can't. Um, yeah. The good news is, man, if you're prepared for the next one, when you
1: come out of this, yeah, it's gonna be if you if you prepared right and you still have workflow and you're not hurting, you know, desperate people are gonna do desperate things. So, um, you know, the the biggest takeaway for all of is just understanding what your shortcomings were now, like, and then over the next like three, four, five years, or who knows, maybe months, like learn how to close those gaps effectively
0: because next time it may not be this good it may hurt way worse definitely so josh where do people sweet. find you on social
1: uh so instagram um rad underscore detailing underscore facebook rad detailing linkedin and tiktok
0: Woo! all right man have a great night we'll see stay safe
1: you too bye <coughs>